Hi there, I'm Stan Baker, one of the hosts of Circle Forum, along with Shelley Steele and Steve Young. In this episode, we discuss a question that's come up in a number of our trainings about how can we hear more parent voice in schools. It's really mostly about listening, listening to parents in a variety of ways. Now, understanding more about parent voice is important because schools often miss opportunities in the very busyness that is a school day. If you're not hearing much from parents, then listen in because it can help you determine what parents think and what they'd be interested in more conversation about. So we talk about things like have multiple ways to receive parent input and hear parent voice. Think about planning time to specifically connect with parents by phone, in person, or via email. And hey, how about asking parents what we often ask our students? What are three stars and one wish for our school? At the end of this episode, be sure to visit our website, www.restorative.ca, where you can find lots of free resources. Now let's listen into this conversation with Shelley, Steve, and me, Stan. I think that it really comes to the question of how do we include and engage parents and parent voices in our schools? Uh, the hallway conversations, I think, are fantastic because there's lots of ideas that meeting at the door, at the car. What kind of structures can we put in place to really encourage parent voices in the school? Great lengths have gone, been gone to when we think about the school climate surveys. And I remember what you've got to create multiple ways for parents to communicate. Some will do that online survey for you. Some need to help to get on the computer. Is it an interview? Is it So you've got to create, if you truly want to hear a parent voice, you've got to create multiple ways to hear that voice, which can be challenging. I think, too, of a teacher that I taught with early in my teaching career, and he said, teaching is great if it wasn't for the parents. And I think, oh, yes, that's where a lot of conflict comes. And yet, those are the voices that we need to engage. Yeah. The real struggle that, Working with school councils and working with parents over the years, and some schools I've been at, the school councils are, are fantastic. They're open. The people running them, when it's an election, but generally it's an appointment. Somebody puts their hand up and they're the first one to become the chair. They've obviously got a, a skill at running meetings so that people feel valued and heard and people will come to the meetings. And one parent said to me once, we, we couldn't even have an election for, we only had two people show up for the first meeting to elect a new council. She said, well, I guess people are happy with the way the school's running because they're not coming to the meetings. That was her interpretation of parents will only show up when there's a problem. And if they're not showing up, I guess they're happy. And I reflect on that thinking, well, it's nice. Maybe they are happy and maybe that is true, but there are always issues that you want parents' voices on. So trying to create those topics, make it such that open and honest, come out to the meeting and give us your input. We really want to hear you. It's tough though, because it's not a, it's not a fun night. Sometimes parents just think it's all about fundraising. And so they don't come, I don't want to do fundraising. I don't want to be in charge of the cake decorating table or whatever it is. But if you try to send the message home, we're going to be talking about the new sex ed curriculum. And I want your opinions on whether we should have uniforms in school. That gets the parents like you put uniforms on the agenda. You'll get a lot of parents out. Now they're polarized, but at least they're there. So it's interesting. Well, that says they'll come for what matters to them. Exactly. And so then to me, just to follow up on both of those is you, 
better be tuned into what matters to parents if you really want to get their voice. Because in candidly, community. in your community, because candidly, if you're asking them about cake decorating and they're actually very interested in childcare before and after school, you've completely missed right. the opportunity. So in a sense, to get parent voice, you have to be listening to parent voice already in different ways, right? And like you say, Stan, there's so many ways that teachers and school personnel can interact with parents, whether it's meeting them at the door in the morning, having that open door policy, making the sunshine calls to parents, just calling parents out of the blue and saying, how's everything going? Is there anything you're... And some parents will tell you, geez, if childcare is really an issue. And now as a teacher, you're hitting that. So you feed that forward to the principal and the principal says, you're the third teacher that's come to me with that. There's your, how you're starting to hear what the concerns are of the community. So it's not a single thing you can do. It's a connection. It's a combination of a lot of things you can do. Teachers talking to parents, you as an administrator talking to parents in the parking lot, making those calls. But sometimes you actually have to be proactive and make those calls yourself and reach out to certain families. Don't just wait till they call you or wait till they walk, bump into you in the parking lot. Make the effort to go and get to them. And as you say, Shelly, those surveys, it's all great. Let's do surveys. Let's send a survey home. If you get 5% back, that's considered good. But I know a principal years ago who just started making cold calls. Every 10th mm -hmm. person on the list, he called the, called that family with a specific set of questions that he wanted to ask. I was going to say, you might want to have some of your top five or your top right. 10. Because so people. Right. Yeah, there's a very specific reason, but it was that phone call survey as opposed to sending home a piece of paper. That allowed that that principal to get a ton of feedback. Well, I wouldn't suggest that a lot of people are going to do that all the time, but it's a good starting. It also sounds like it's something after the event. And right. what you're really talking about is being more proactive right. in terms of getting parent voice. That is because this principal who was making these calls was actually designing some questions ahead of time that he was sending out. So they're again preparing the topics, preparing the questions, thinking through the topics, thinking through the questions that you want to get the input on, I think is crucial because otherwise you're always reacting. Oh, we didn't have enough of how come we don't have, and you're always in the, you're always playing defense. Or you're, of, you're just going to get, no, everything's good. Yeah. Everything's fine. So you're not going to, there won't be the conversation when they, You've got to ask the questions properly and it's got to yeah. be, it's got to be, it's like the, when the kid comes home from his school and you say, how was your day? Fine. If you mm -hmm. call a parent and say, how's everything going with your kids? Oh, it's fine. But if you've got to have a very specific question, I'm calling about such and such a topic. How do you feel about that? Or what are your thoughts on that? Or do you have any strong opinions about that? Or when you think of it, you think, oh, it's a lot of time to me calling all these parents. Depends on the size of your school. But if you send home a survey to 300 families, and you get 30 of them at 10%, that's considered huge. So how long would it take you to make 30 phone calls to a family with four or five questions? If you did two a day, that's two weeks, two or three weeks, and you've reached those same 30 families. But it doesn't have to be only the administrators. It doesn't have to be the administrators. And as a lot of teachers, and I did this as a teacher, would one night a week, I stay late. That's my late night. And so a lot of principals will do the same thing. Tuesdays are my late night. I'll, I'll stay after school. I'll get my work done. I'll go for dinner. I'll come back to the school and spend two or three hours at school. In two or three hours, how many phone calls can you make? If it's that important, you could probably make, depending on the conversations, four, five, six, ten 10 phone calls. 
And now within a very short period of time, you've reached a lot of people over a very specific issue. And now you've got some stuff to go to a staffing and say, look, I spoke to all these, a lot of these parents and they're all saying that this is what's really important to them. Daycare, before and after care, right. a volleyball court outside, whatever the issue is. But now you've actually gathered some feedback, some data, and that's, that carries a lot of weight. But it also, can you imagine the conversation in the community when these parents are at the hockey rink going, did you get a call from the principal? I got a call from the principal. He was asking these questions. Wow. The, the positive spin on that in the community is fantastic. It's a twofer, right? I, you get some answers to some questions, plus you start building relationships exactly. with these parents. I was just thinking as you were talking too, not that I was listening to reply. However, one of the thoughts that came to me <laughs> Because I was really trying to understand you, Steve. I was really trying to listen to understand. Was we do this with kids, and it came from the example of how was your day. To even ask parents a simple thing like three stars and a wish. Three stars about the school and one thing you wish about the school. Just that kind of open-ended, you'll get something for every one of those kinds of questions. And it's a simple structure. But it's not judging, it's not blaming, and it's not no. looking for problems. It's getting people engaged. You know, parents are the most important partners a school can have. Engaging them in conversation is part of an intention to listen to parent voice. Now, it may not be what you always want to hear, yet, it remains essential to working with students who struggle with attending school. Find out more about our work at www.restorative.ca. Send me an email, stan at restorative.ca, and set an intention to really listen for parent voice in the hum of voices in schools.